It was a rainy night last night in Philadelphia, but the Phillies battled the rain, battled an early deficit, and come back for a really nice victory in the first game of a three-game series over the Cardinals. This is Philly Saddam, your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, May the 29th, as we come off. Again, a really nice victory for the Phillies. Coming off an off day on Monday, the nice series against Milwaukee, taking 2-3, or three, all you could have hoped for or expected. And even going into Chicago for that four-game series, you, you obviously you hope to win the series, but I think anyone would have felt good taking two out of four there. And to come back after that road trip, get the day off, and then handle some business last night in Philadelphia on a rainy night that got off to a really rough start. Nick Pavetta back in Philadelphia getting the uh, call back from the Miners. Uh, gets off the rough start, but then settles in. We'll dive into all of it. Just uh, on the whole, a really big victory last night. A nice for this team that obviously got uh, you know kind of throttled in the last game of the Brewers series, but a team that in that Brewers series, at the end of that Cubs series, starting to talk and feel like a team that believes they're one of the best in baseball and certainly playing like it, 32-22 and 22 on the season. The Braves fall last night to the Nationals. The Nationals gain a game on the Phillies. They're only now, now only nine and a half back. Nice enough, the Braves fall back two and a half games now, back from one and a half the Phillies. Again at 32-22. and 22. In first place at the top of the division, the Mets sandwich in the middle there at five and a half back. Phillies playing some some really good baseball against good baseball teams in the month of May. Look, you, you, this team, we talked a little bit yesterday about how they don't go on big winning streaks, but they also don't go on losing streaks. And if they just keep grinding away and taking two or three, three or four, four or five, whatever it is, hey, that'll get you there. It's not sexy. It's not necessarily fun uh as fun along the way at times but it's um it'll get you there and and, and that's what the Phillies are doing right now they're they're playing good baseball in their winning series and uh nice to get off to a good start last night now 19 and 10 at home on the season and nice to get off to a good start in a series against the Cardinals an important series as I said yesterday as well because they have the off day yesterday coming back from the nice road trip to the Midwest but home for only three games and then flying to the West Coast to play a game on Friday against the Dodgers, three against the Dodgers, and then three in San Diego. Nine straight days of baseball starting yesterday. So uh, big series against the Cardinals at home, taking advantage of that opportunity again, then going on the road to the West Coast and seeing what happens, as it were. Uh, All right, let's dive into last night, which was, again, a, a really fun win for the Phillies. A rain delay early as the rain pouring down. They delay it for about 45, 50 minutes, and then the game go uh, starts, and then it's like a, a really brisk pace after that, even though it seemed like it was raining pretty hard um, throughout the game. I live in South Philadelphia, and I, I didn't think it was that bad around me most of the time, so maybe it seemed worse at times on TV, but it was definitely raining pretty hard there at times, for sure you could tell by the way it was uh, not only on TV but also the fan reaction and all that. So ultimately, though, the Phillies brave the weather, and they brave an early deficit as Nick Pavetta starts out really rough. It uh, For his triumphant return, as it were, back to the majors against a good Cardinals lineup, 
it did not start out well as Pavetta gets rocked in the first inning, gives up three runs, two homers in that first inning, one to Paul Goldschmidt and then Marcelo Zuna, two-run shot. Very frustrating there as, uh, you know, Pavetta, I'm sure, all hyped to get his shot back uh, at the majors after doing a nice job at the minors, walking a few too many guys, but still 50 strikeouts in 37 innings, impressive numbers there, and um, you know he has that swing of his stuff. And here's the thing that I liked about what Pavetta did last night is that he got down early. He had a really rough first inning, but he didn't cave in on himself. Nick Pavetta has so classically been the guy who, when he gets in these types of situations, he will mentally cave in on himself and lose a start that way. And this time... Even after rough first inning, he settles in. He retires 11 straight batters, two to end the first inning, and then the next few innings, uh, a couple walks, uh, get him in uh, uh, what looked like could have been trouble, but then works out of it with a big strikeout, and then uh, you know only gets through five innings, 106 pitches to get there, the three runs, but three hits, two walks over five, the whip not too bad, and then six strikeouts in those five. I think you have to feel really good about what we saw Nick Pavetta. And that's not even factoring the fact that it was rainy and gross out. And that's tough for any pitcher, especially when they had the pitchers warm up before the rain delay. That's tough. That's tough to come out and get, you know, be stretched and right. So I don't think it's a really big surprise that Pavetta had a rough first inning. If based on nothing else, but that alone, um, but ultimately I think on the whole Pavetta pitched really well. And, and I think you feel good about him getting another opportunity sticking in the rotation for now. Velasquez, obviously in the pen, Irvin back in the minors for now, Pavetta, I think an uh, opportunity to start again. Good, uh, a good St. Louis lineup had that rough first inning settled in, showed the mental fortitude to tough it out, tough the weather out and gave his team a chance to win and ultimately gets the win for his efforts. It's funny to think about that. Uh, first of all, with Pavetta, three runs in five innings, lowers his ERA to seven seven one. That's something you don't see very often. And then also, um, he's not three and one on the season, despite how awful he's been. Uh, three and one on the season, but uh, I thought really encouraging outing for Pavetta. Uh, I really did last night. Uh, the fact that he got down early and fought back was impressive to me. And he gave his team a chance to stay in the game, and that's what happened. Bryce Harper, one of his two doubles. Last night, a big two-run double in the third. Granted, that was sandwiched by two awful strikeouts from Gene Segura and uh, Reese Hoskins. Looked like they chased the exact same pitch out of the zone from Adam Wainwright. Way, way out of the zone pitches. You don't see those guys usually swing at, especially with two strikes. But um, luckily, Harper sandwiched a, a nice inside part of the sandwich there with a big two RBI double at another double later in the game. Harper hopefully, you know, starting to feel it a little more, getting locked in at 232, the average over 230, uh, starting to creep up there a little bit. A, uh, uh, a nice game also from, uh, from Cesar Hernandez would have the biggest hit of the game in the fourth inning and inning later. JT Romito, a nice single, such a pro, such so fun having JT Romito on your team. He just, that guy just goes out and hits and, and he catches and he's, a leader and uh, he runs the clubhouse and he runs the staff and he does so much preparation for the staff. Um, anyway, single from Romito and then Cesar Hernandez would step to the plate, 
hits a bomb from the left side of the plate. The Phillies take a four to three lead, and and from there, you know, believe it or not, you know, one morning from Pavetta, and then how about that Phillies bullpen? That Phillies bullpen yet again, uh, you know, much maligned for some reason, but when the numbers have really borne out that they've been great. And I, look, I think they need help there in the sense that, especially from no other perspective than. You've lost Nishak right now. Robertson, who the hell knows if you're getting that guy back? Who if uh, I wouldn't count on having Tommy Hunter ever. Who knows about that? You know, all the injuries they've had. Um, not a lot of guys you can count on, but guys like Edgar Garcia stepping up. Edgar Garcia gives you one point, uh, one and two-thirds innings. Um, a lot of hit got into a little trouble at the end before he comes out, but say, uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez comes in. Nice strike out of Dexter Fowler that comes out for the second inning. Something we've killed Kavler for so far this season because every time he does it, it seems not to work. If he brings Sir Anthony out for a second inning of work, you know, no matter how much Sir Anthony did in that first inning of work, and lo and behold, Sir Anthony comes out and and gets the job done. A relatively easy inning. Really nice to see. And then after that, it was pretty much a cakewalk as Hector Neris just no doubt, Naris. All that guy does is come in and shut down games in the ninth inning. His 10th save, another clean, perfect ninth. Man is a a beast in the ninth inning. It's really, uh, honestly, maybe the most surprising thing that has happened with this team this season. Way more surprising to me than the slump that Bryce Harper's gone through. I'll tell you that much. The fact that Hector Naris is a lockdown closer right now, that a guy who... I have said multiple times I never wanted to see Fitch in the ninth inning again after last season. And, hey, shout-out to Hector. He has proved me wrong uh, very emphatically as he is, again, just uh, – I am I never thought I'd be there, but not only has he just been great in the ninth, but he's got me to the point where when he comes in the ninth inning, I feel like we're going to win. I feel like he's locked down. I really do. I feel like last night, 4-3 game, a game that last year, if Hector Neris comes into a 4-3 game, you are like, this game is done. Uh, Fumble lasted. Uh, It's going to hurt. However, this is going to happen. It's going to be painful. And this year, Hector came in last night, and I legit was like, all right, we got it. This is great. I can't wait to get this W. Way to go, Hector. Let's uh, let's end it quick. And end it quick he did because Hector is a beast. And it's uh, it's really been awesome to see. And, and honestly, I legitimately believe that his splitter is one of the best pitches in all of baseball right now. I think there's no question it's the best pitch on the Philadelphia Phillies right now. And I think it's one of the best pitches in baseball. It's practically unhittable. And the crazy thing is, is, that, is that hitters know it's coming. They know that he's throwing that splitter and... They just strike out on it all the time. They swing. They can't hold back. It's unbelievable. It's a really, a really, really outstanding, nasty pitch. And right now he's so zoned in with it. And uh, it's great. It's really nice to have a guy in the ninth inning you trust. And I never thought it would be Hector Neris. And look, we have a long season ahead of us. It's still a relatively small sample size in terms of ninth inning work. But I feel pretty good about Hector when he comes in the ninth inning, and that's uh, it's pretty exciting. It's uh, unexpected. Again, incredibly, incredibly unexpected. As unexpected as anything that has happened so far this season. But, uh, hey, I'll take it. I will take it. Uh, I wasn't expecting it, but I will take it. 
All right, coming up in uh, in a minute, we obviously have some uh, some less fun news to talk about as uh, as a member of the Phillies. It seems, and uh, obviously have to wait for for all the information to come out, but it seems like um is uh is not the uh, the guy we had uh, hoped to root for. For the time we've rooted for him, Odubel Herrera has been here a long time. Some uh, obviously upsetting news coming out yesterday with his arrest uh, on suspicion of domestic violence. We'll dive into discussing that coming up, what it means for the team, as well as obviously, uh, you know, obviously he'd been struggling this year, but Odubel was still someone who at least the team viewed as, if not an everyday center field option, someone who will play center field for this team. And obviously, I think that's uh, obviously very much up in the air right now. He's on the uh, seventh day. Um, uh, administrative leave from Major League Baseball as they investigate the situation. It's it's very confusing with the CBA in terms of who can investigate what and who makes these decisions and all that with the players union and all that. But um, we'll discuss it coming up as uh, obviously it is uh, it's going to affect the team and also just uh, the situation and, and kind of discussing where it's at. So we'll come back. With that, and obviously look ahead to uh, uh, what look the Phillies have a chance to win another series before uh, before the the final game happens. They did it in Milwaukee. It's something we haven't seen them do a ton this season. It's something that is just awesome because uh, it's fun. It makes you feel like all right, we've we've accomplished something, and now it's all cake if we can sweep, but. Either way, as it is an important series, you want to win it before you head out west. So uh, we'll talk about that as well. All that and more coming up on Phillies Today. It's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back, Phillies Today. James Seltzer coming up. We'll look ahead to the game tonight in Philadelphia. The Cardinals game two after the nice win yesterday. But uh, first, got to obviously discuss the Odubel Herrera news that, that broke yesterday during the day. Uh, that he had been arrested in the uh, at the Golden Nugget in Atlantic City the night before uh, on suspicion of domestic violence. Uh, there were uh, bruises on his uh, 20-year-old girlfriend's arms, uh, I believe, and, and other spots on her body, and um, he was arrested for it. And he's been placed on administrative leave by the Phillies. The Phillies issued this statement saying, this morning, we were made aware of an alleged incident involving Odubel Herrera. Upon receiving this information, we immediately reported the incident to Major League Baseball, which has informed us that Herrera has been placed on administrative leave. The Phillies take any domestic violence accusation seriously and strongly support the joint domestic violence policy agreed upon by the MLB and MLBPA. Uh, Matt Klintak spoke later in the day yesterday about it and talked a lot about the organization wanting to be transparent about this process and letting the uh, fan base and the media know what they found out, know what they're learning. And um, and it does seem that there are some questions with the CBA in terms of how you know th- this is handled in terms of the uh, who can investigate it and, and all that type of stuff. Um, but it is... Uh, it's a really um it's an upsetting situation and as someone who has been you know a fan of Odubel and someone who has defended him at times you know when the antics where the knucklehead type stuff on the field has happened and and defended the talent and the upside uh you know when he's locked in we've seen the type of player he can be but um 
look, uh, this is a situation where, again, we have to wait for all the facts to come out. But if it does come out that what he's accused of and what he was arrested for suspicion of is proven to be true, then I don't want to root for that guy. You know, that's my personal opinion. But I, I think it, a lot of Phillies fans feel similarly that that's not a guy I want to have on my team. And uh, I think that if it were up to me, and I know, again, the CBA gets involved, I know that if the Phillies cut him, they wouldn't get any money back. Uh, they would have to eat that salary, which is obviously crazy. Um, you know, it's a weird uh, uh, thing that, that there's no sort of retribution for that type of stuff. But um, – it is what it is. I think from that perspective, ultimately, I think that personally, I would like to see the Phillies release Herrera or try to find a team that's willing to take him or whatever. But I, I again, and I don't speak for all Phillies fans. I'm sure there are people who agree with me, and I'm sure there are people who disagree with me, people who say, uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. But Personally, I know for me, I could say that I don't want to root for someone who does something like that. And again, this is all under the umbrella that it is proven to be true. Again, if this is a situation where where it comes to light that that these are false charges, then obviously, you know, everything said is uh, is is in a false light, and then. You know, I I don't mean uh, obviously the same type of thing, but but if proven to be true, I think that again it's really upsetting, and I feel it, it upsets me that it happened. It upsets me that Odubo, a guy who seem like such a fun loving type of player and person, maybe you know had this type of dark side in him, and and is willing to do something like that. So, um, personally, uh, look, I. I I'm going to let the due process situation play out and see what happened here. But if he is proven to be true, I, think, I hope that the Phillies do the right thing, which in my mind is to move on from Odubo Herrera. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I know it's a uh, – look, there are teams like the Cubs in Chicago, Addison Russell, 40 games suspension. And they didn't move on. They didn't want to move on. They they kept him, and they've even been uh, kind of doubled down on it uh, with the way they've treated the media there about it. So – um, as we've you know kind of talked about before, but um, personally, I hope my team takes a strong stand if it is proven to be true, and uh, and that's that's kind of where I see it. So we'll we'll follow up on it as uh, as more information comes out. All right, a few other things. Speaking about Dubo Herrera and uh, the impact, also we have to discuss is is if it is proven to be true, and if there is repercussions, and he's suspended or or the Phillies move on from him. Um, uh, suspension, of course, obviously a real option as well. It, it opens up a hole on this kind of team here. Look, Scott Kingery is someone you feel really good about getting in the lineup, but also someone who's not a natural center fielder. It's a very important defensive position. And also you have a spot at, at their base where Mike Helfranco is quietly hitting 220 and uh, as an OBP uh, of 285 or 280 or something like that. So um, all of a sudden, you know, look, you could use Kingery third base too. So I think it's a situation where the Phillies might have to look to add someone in center field, add someone who can play center field, or, or add someone who can play at third base. And, and if they truly believe Kingery can be a center fielder, which who knows, that's a tough spot. And I know a lot of people say, oh, we'll put McCutcheon in center field. I, I, McCutcheon can't hold up at center field at this age. Um and playing it on an everyday basis. And look, he's an elite left fielder. Uh, I think that 
Um, I think they need to bring someone in. Ken Rosenthal reported before the Odubel news yesterday that, that the Phillies were looking to see. Uh, he said, expect to see th- the Phillies to seek a left-handed hitter for their bench before the July 31st trade deadline. Odell pro- ideal profile profile would be an experienced player who's comfortable coming off the bench and for power. Matt Adams from the Nationals, that type of guy, he says. Um, and look, uh, I, I think the Phillies do need someone like that. We, you know, obviously Nick Williams, who was recalled with the Oduba Herrera news and did not have a, a great day yesterday in uh, in his recall and obviously didn't uh, take the news going down great. And, and who knows uh, where his head is at. And, and as we've talked to him about where his head is at multiple times, but um, I do think that uh, that makes a lot of sense. But now I think you have to add center fielder to the shopping list. And, and obviously we've talked about the need at, in the bullpen to add arms, the need at starting pitcher where, you know, you love, you love what you saw from uh, Pavetta last night, but you don't know if you can count on Pavetta for deep into the season or the postseason. you know? So um, the Phillies still have some moves to make. There's still some holes on this team, but now a third of the way through the season, sitting at 32 and 22, I think you feel really good about where they're at as they are again in first place, two and a half up and um, just starting to find their groove. It feels like, look, they're, they're, uh, they're 32 and 22 with a, again, we mentioned a ton of holes. The, the starting pitching hasn't been a great, the bullpen has been really good, but it, it feels like it's, it's smoke and mirrors right now, the way they're getting through it. And, and an offense where Bryce Harper, your $330 million player, is batting 232. So uh with nine homers. So look, this team can can get better. And and they're playing well. I think it's a reason to be optimistic about this team. And uh, again, nice win last night. Let's 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 look ahead here as uh as the Cardinals. Big one tonight if the Phillies can find a way to uh to again get out in front of this uh this series and, and just win it. Before the St. Louis has a chance to do anything about it, and then Thursday the day game there can just be a, a shot at a sweep. The uh, a nice opportunity here tonight as the Phillies, you know, look and and this doesn't always project out in baseball. I think a lot of times it doesn't, of course. But if you're going to this game and saying, "All right, I'm banking on the starters and seeing," I think I feel better about the team with starter X. Blah blah blah. Aaron Nola versus Genesis Cabrera. Genesis Cabrera making his major league debut. A 6-3-5 ERA in AAA this season for the young man. Uh, so, and then Aaron Nola. Look, Nola's not been great, but he's been better the last few outings. A couple spots where he's been great against his Cardinals team. He was really good out in St. Louis uh, in that outing. So you hope that you can get a solid outing from Nola and, at Nola, and you feel like the Phillies should be able to hit up Genesis Cabrera. Uh, again, a, a 6-3-5 ERA and AAA coming up to the majors. You feel like, man, this is a spot start here for the Cardinals. This is a spot where the Phillies should be able to pound this kid and get to the bullpen. And then that really helps when you get to the, the third game of the series, uh, a day game on Thursday, Jared Eikhoff against Dakota Hudson. Hudson, a uh, a rookie who does not go deep into games, walks a lot of guys. So there's a spot where the Phillies um, really have a chance to kind of dig into this series and kind of really put St. Louis on their back. And 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 I talked about you know winning the series tonight. They could win the series and really have a shot at a sweep the way this series plays out if they can really get to this Cabrera kid tonight early and obviously put the uh, – uh, you know, uh, onus as well on Aaron Nola to come out and really bring it because uh, that would obviously 
make it a whole lot easier for everyone if uh, he can come out and bring it and they can hit on that. Cabrera could be an easy night. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, it doesn't seem to happen too much, though. Uh, we will see either way. Last night, a really fun one of four to three. Uh, not easy, but fun victory. And hopefully we'll see more of the same tonight in game two. Either way, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow in preview of game three of the series before the Dodgers head out west. Until then, thank you for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.